If you're ready to go deeper in your Bible study, Living the 66 Books of the Bible by Dr. David Jeremiah will help. You'll learn how to identify each book's purpose, theme, challenge, verse, and prayer. And it's yours with a donation of any amount to Turning Point this month. And if you give $60 or more, you'll also receive the first volume of this series and a Genesis through Revelation DVD. To learn more, visit davidjeremiah.ca. Your life's journey has probably included unexpected twists, turns, detours, roadblocks, and wrong turns. But one constant has been with you throughout. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah turns the spotlight on love so enduring and strong, it can only come from the heart of your Creator. To introduce the conclusion of his message, God loved you before you were born, here's David. So thank you for joining us today as we continue our journey uh, through this wonderful truth, the wonderful love of Almighty God. I can't imagine a better way to start the new year than to build our foundation upon God's love for each one of us. God loves you, my friend, and He wants you to have a good 2023. His will for you is good, and He has loved you from before the beginning of time. God's love is forever. And when you understand that, it sets you free to be the person he created you to be. Today, we're going to talk about the love of God that is ours from eternity past. As we open our Bibles again to talk about God loves us. He always has, and he always will. Resource for this month, ladies and gentlemen, is a book by Nancy DeMoss, a wonderful writer. And uh, she's written this book to help us understand that there are two ways to look at life the earthly way and the heavenly way. On earth, things happen, but in heaven, God rules. God is in control of everything. Nothing catches him by surprise. Nothing takes him away from his purpose. He purposes it, and it will happen. And we need to grab hold of this truth of the sovereignty of God more than ever before in this day and age. I wrote the foreword for this book. I read every word of this book. I totally and wholeheartedly recommend it to you. And you can get your copy by sending a gift to Turning Point to help us get started in the new year of 2023. Your gift is so important and so valuable. It helps us do what we do. We can't do this without you. And once in a while, we like to do something really special to say thank you. This is one of those special things. You will love this book, and it will make a big difference in your life. So ask for heaven rules when you send your gift to Turning Point today. Here is part two of God Loved You Before You Were Born. Before you were born, God knew your identity. Before you were born, he knew your complexity. And before you were born, he knew your individuality. Job speaks of this in Job chapter 10, and this is from the paraphrased Bible by Eugene Peterson. Oh, that marvel of conception as you stirred together semen and ovum. What a miracle of skin and bone, muscle and brain. You gave me life itself and incredible love. You watched and guarded every breath I took. The prophet Zechariah put it this way. Thus says the Lord who stretches out the heavens lays the foundation of the earth and forms the spirit of man within him. Zechariah says, the forming of the spirit of a man within him, in other words, the giving of life to an individual human, 
is on par with God stretching out the heavens and laying the foundations of the earth. The psalmist writes in Psalm 119, verse 73, your hands have made me and fashioned me. It's interesting to stop and think about this, that the creative work of God in each individual life is the same as the creative work of God when Adam and Eve became human. God creates us. You say, no, God had nothing to do with it. Yes, he has everything to do with it. Before you were formed in the womb of your mother, God saw you, he loved you, he knew you. These verses plainly teach the individuality of a child in his mother's womb. And if you read the scriptures through this lens, you will start bumping into things you never thought of before, like this one. Do you remember when the mother of Jesus discovered by revelation that she was to be the mother of our Lord? She went to visit Elizabeth. Remember that? I'll pick up the story from there. Luke 1, 39. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, Mary, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Mary walked in and John the Baptist did a cartwheel in <laughs> Elizabeth's womb. <laughs> because you see, he was a person. He was an individual in the womb of his mother. And science strongly supports the idea of genuine life in the womb. Listen carefully. This is very important information for where we are in our culture today. Professor Micheline Matthews Roth of Harvard University Medical School says, it is scientifically correct to say that an individual human life begins at conception. Dr. Watson Bowes of the University of Colorado Medical School has stated, the beginning of a single human life is from biological point of view a simple and straightforward matter. The beginning is conception. In fact, you see physicians and biologists and other scientists agree that conception marks the beginning of the life of a human being. A being that is alive and is a member of the human species, there is overwhelming agreement on this point in countless medical, biological, and scientific writings. The scientific evidence is overwhelming, but once again, if you consider the place of God in this, the argument is settled with absolute authority. God loved you before you ever were made. He loved you as he prepared you for this world in the beauty of human pregnancy. And all along he had a life and a purpose prepared just for you. You say that's so hard for me to comprehend, Pastor, because I feel so insignificant in this world and there are so many people and you're saying God actually knew me and cares about me. If you struggle with that, you should. Because we all do. 
But the only reason we struggle with that is because we cannot wrap our arms and our minds around the magnificence of Almighty God, who is so infinite and so majestic that it is possible for him to know you and love you and care about you as if you were the only person for him to care about. We know nothing about that, our capacity to love. I remember when our first grandchild was born, I loved him so much, and I said to Donna, I don't think we can have any more because there's no love left in my heart. I've given it all to this one. And then we've had 10 more. (laughs) And you know what? Your love multiplies with the children, doesn't it? You love them all in a separate way. But God loves all of us with a love far more magnificent than the love I had for David Todd when he was born or for my own children when they were born. He loves us individually. He loves us magnificently. He loves us knowingly. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 tells us that not only does he know our identity and our complexity and our individuality, but he knows our destiny. Notice what he says in verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And I wrote down in my Bible from that little verse that God said four things in that one verse. He said, I formed you, I knew you, I sanctified you, and I ordained you. Jeremiah, before he was ever a being, before he was ever formed, God knew him. Before he was ever born, God sanctified him. Before he ever came out of the womb, God had already determined that he was going to be his prophet. He settled his destiny before he ever came into this world. And Jeremiah might have wondered if God had really thought this thing through because he gets into an argument with God, as you remember. He says in verse 6 of Jeremiah 1, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. God said, this is no problem, and this wasn't a spontaneous decision on my part. Don't you realize that I knew everything about you while your mother was still carrying you? Don't you realize that I've had this destiny mapped out for you all along, Jeremiah? God planned for this moment. He looked forward to it with joy and the time he and his child would be together and all the fellowship. And when Jeremiah kept coming up with excuses, God just kept coming back and saying, Jeremiah, I will be with you to deliver you. In fact, I'll put my words in your mouth. Just as he did with Jeremiah. God treasures the moments in which he sees us grow and become closer to the people he has designed us to be. For God has a plan for your life and for mine. It predates our birth. It predates our actual being formed in the womb. God created us for a special purpose. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're so hell-bent on finding out what it is. The question I'm asked more than any other question as a pastor is, How can I know the will of God for my life? In other words, how can I figure out what it is that God planned for me to do? I know some people who treat that very cavalierly. They say, well, you know, God doesn't have any one plan for any. He's got to, you know, just find some place and get working, you know? That's kind of how they look at it. But I believe God does have a plan for your life. And if you want to know how you can find it out, let me give you the simplest way I know. And this is going to seem to you like understating the case. But listen carefully. Do you know how to know what God wants you to do, what he created you to do? You want to really know how to find that out? 
Get yourself in a place where you can say without any conditions, Lord God, whatever it is that you created me to be, I'm willing to be that person. I will do that. Don't say, Lord God, could you show me what your plan is? And I'd like to kind of measure it against some of the plans I got for myself, and we'll check this thing out. Lord, we'll vote on it, you know. No, no, you'll never find the will of God like that. The Bible says if you will do his will, you can know his will. We try to make this thing so complicated, and we jump over the most simple thing of all, and that is God is not going to reveal his path to you until you come to the place where you say, Lord God, I'm willing to do what you created me to do. And then watch out, because I want to tell you something that I've discovered. God's plan for you from eternity past is greater than anything you could ever think up for yourself. He has a plan for your life that is greater than any plan you could give for yourself. Just as he did with Jeremiah, he does with others. In fact, did you know he did the same thing for Paul? Over in Galatians 1.15, we read these words, and these are so poignant when you see them in this context. When it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Here's what Paul is saying. He's saying, when I was separated from the womb, God already had a plan for me. He had a plan that I would reveal his son and I would preach the gospel among the Gentiles before I ever was born, before I ever came out of the womb. God had that all figured out for me. It took a while for him to get the message, didn't it? God had to send a special revelation to him on the road to Damascus, knock him off his horse, if you will. <laughs> Finally, he got it. God has something for me to do. Look what that man did when he got in sync with God's plan. Before you were born, God knew your identity. Before you were born, God knew your complexity. Before you were born, God knew your individuality. Before you were born, God knew your destiny. And before you were born, God knew your possibility. Back in the book of Genesis, when the whole creative process began, and we get to the creation of humanity, I want you to read these verses with me. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. The Bible says that we are created in the image of God. Warren Worsby once wrote that there was a divine conference before the world began between the members of the Trinity as to how man should be. And they decided together in conference with one another that man should be created after the image of God. Now, when we think about that in human terms, we say, okay, he looks like his father. And we compare physical traits with the physical traits of the father. But of course, as you know, Almighty God doesn't have a physical being. God is a spirit. So what in the world does it mean that we have been created in the image of Almighty God? It means that we bear his character, his nature. We are made as a special reflection of who God is. We are constantly echoing his identity in a smaller way. When we work, for instance, it reflects God's work. When we love, it reflects how God loves us. And everything that we do in our lives as humans reflects some part of who God is. When we have dominion over the earth, we reflect God's dominion over the earth. 
That is why we feel guilt and why we feel love, why we feel genuine and complex emotions. As flawed as we are, we are the image and glory of the Father. And that's also why until we get in sync with him, until we get connected with him, we can never ever feel like we're the people we ought to be. So many have said that God created us with a God-shaped vacuum in our heart. And until we put God in the proper place in our life, this image of God in us is flawed and broken and it can't ever be realized. That's why there's such a hunger and a thirst and a craving after meaning in our world today. Why people fill their lives with drugs and alcohol and promiscuity and popularity and all the things that you see rampant around us. They're trying to find some way to fill up the ache in the hole in their heart. And the only one who can ever do that is the God who made them in his own image. He's the only one. And the only way you can connect with that God is through his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for your sin and for mine. When my youngest son was a scout for the Baltimore Ravens, Daniel and Murray were about to have Ryland, their first son. Don and I went to Baltimore to be with him. It was in the dead of the winter. We went to the big hospital in Baltimore and word got out in the hospital that there was a Baltimore Raven in the hospital and he and his wife were about to have a son. Now, I don't know if you know anything about pro football in some of these communities, but in Baltimore, it's kind of like the religion of the city. So when the word got out that the Baltimore Ravens had, and they thought it was a player, and that the player was going to have a son, they were already ready to anoint this young boy as the next offensive guard for the Baltimore Ravens. People all over the hospital were talking about, hey, there's a raven in here, they're going to have a... And they were... (laughs) It was kind of funny to me. He's a scout. (laughs) And I went up to the nursery, and I saw people in there trying to figure out which one of the babies was the Baltimore baby. And finally they brought my grandson over to the window and I had my nose up against the window and I'm looking and thinking, wow, he could play for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when a baby is born in the human realm. The proud father places his nose up to the glass waiting for his child to be gently placed near the window. All these babies he thinks are beautiful. All of them are wonderful in their own way but there is only one child in this little room with whom he is over the moon in love And when the smiling nurse brings that red-faced, squinty-eyed little creature up to the window, the father is smiling all over. His life feels full to the overflowing. He can't help but whisper a prayer of thanksgiving and joy. One last thing before I close my Bible and we close this session. Before you were born, God knew your legacy. If God sees all of time, and he does, then he sees what we cannot yet see. He sees beyond our lives to the eternal impact we are going to have on others. Our vision is hazy. We always fall for the illusion that we have the future all figured out. We keep thinking it will be just like the past and the present, but it never is. The whole world is in the hands of the Almighty. And when we come into this world, we come into this world with an incredible possibility that goes way out into the future. When I was born to my mother and father, I was just the first son in the family. 
but I've lived my whole life and I've fathered four children who have now given us 11 grandchildren. And so from that little child that was in my mother's womb to where I am today and to my children today and to their children and their children's children, all of the future and the legacy of one person goes out into the future and the incredible possibility of it is enormous. If God should somehow bring revival to this world and there would be more time to preach the gospel, maybe one of my ancestors will be the next Billy Graham. Maybe my great-great-great-grandson will be used of God to do something amazing. And so when you take that child that God has created and you play God in his life or her life and remove him from God's continuum, you affect not just one life, but all the lives that would be affected by that one life. The psalmist said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And the word in Psalm 139 for wonderfully is translated in some Bibles by the word skillfully. I am fearfully and skillfully made. But the word itself is the Hebrew word for the word which means to embroider. God has embroidered us into his master tapestry of life. God has pulled all the threads together and put us in his master tapestry so that we play a part in all that God is doing. Every single one of us is a thread or a part of that great tapestry that God is embroidering. We see the threads that are around us and we think we've got it all figured out, but we can't possibly see where God wants this all to go. The most important thing for you to take away from this message today is this. When you feel unloved, when you feel like you're not significant, when you feel like maybe God made a mistake letting you come into this world, I want you to remember this thing, my friend. Before you were ever conceived, God loved you. In the womb of your mother, God loved you. When you were born, God loved you. As a child, God loves you. God loves you now. He always has. He always will. He loves not only you, but all of those who will come from you. And he has created you to be a beautiful part of the master tapestry of his love. So rejoice in your identity. If David could say in this incredible psalm, maybe he even looked at the mirror before he said it. (laughs) He said, Lord God, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. (laughs) So stand in front of the mirror where you usually feel really bad. (laughs) Stand in front of that mirror and with a great sense of confidence, stretch your arms out and say, Lord God, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Give him praise that God has preserved you, that he's given you help in your life. Amen. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, as you get older and, and walk on this earth, you, 
you appreciate health more than ever before because you're always fighting something. We were talking about it last night at home that when you get something to help you with what's wrong with you today, that something you get makes you have something tomorrow that you didn't have before. <laughs> and so you go through these cycles and, you know, you just have to be determined to realize that your health is a stewardship from God. We need to be good stewards of our health. I know some people that as they got older, uh, just sort of gave up and said, that's all right. I don't need to take care of my body. Yes, you do. That's a gift from God. It's worthy. And uh gets sort of frustrating sometimes. But this book we want you to have from uh, Nancy DeMoss will help you work through some of that. It will help you realize that God's in charge. And even these little uh, inconveniences that come along, more so as you get older than when you're younger, uh, they're under his control. And heaven rules. You can be sure of it. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about how God's love was carved in stone. Did you ever think about the fact that the Ten Commandments are God's message of love to you? We'll talk about that tomorrow here on Turning Point. In the meantime, don't forget to send your gift and order your copy of Nancy's book, Heaven Rules. It will come to you as soon as we can get it in the mail. We can't promise how long it'll take because the mail's sort of out of control these days, but it'll get there as fast as we can get it there, and it will be a blessing to you. You know, sometimes I hear people talk about a book on the radio or maybe watch some television and they mention a book, and I'm so enticed by it, I get up from my chair and go to the bookstore and buy it right then. This is that kind of book. So ask for Heaven Rules when you send your gift to Turning Point today. We'll say thank you with this wonderful presentation by Nancy DeMoss. Have a great day, friend. See you tomorrow. Our message today came to you from Shadow Mountain Community Church and Senior Pastor Dr. David Jeremiah. Will you update us on this ministry's impact on your life? Write to Turning Point for God of Canada, P.O. Box 18098, Delta, B.C., V4L2M4. Visit our website at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio or call 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of Heaven Rules by Nancy DeMoss Wogelmuth and learn to find comfort and courage in this chaotic world. The book is yours for a gift of any amount. You can also download the free Turning Point mobile app for your favorite smart devices or search in your app store for the keywords Turning Point Ministries. Visit davidjeremiah.ca slash radio for details. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue God loves you, He always has, He always will, here on Turning Point. Take the young ones in your life on an unforgettable journey that will get them excited about the Word of God with Airship Genesis Legendary Bible Adventures from Turning Point. Tune in to our monthly audio adventures and join the Genesis Exploration Squad as they travel back in time to experience the stories of the Bible firsthand and discover life-changing lessons. Also available is the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible, packed with the biblical content specifically written for kids from trusted Bible teacher Dr. David Jeremiah. You can also download our Airship Genesis mobile game on your favorite smart device and play as your favorite characters in this puzzle adventure game as the squad experiences the life of Jesus firsthand. Just go to your app store and type the keywords Airship Genesis. For more details or to order a copy of the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible, visit our website at airshipgenesis.com Bible. 
That's airshipgenesis.com slash Bible. It has been said that a person's checkbook reveals more than anything else about who that person is, his values, and his priorities. Our checkbook reveals two things, amounts deposited and amounts spent. The deposits reveal the source of our income and the expenses reveal what is important to us. Ideally, for a Christian, both deposits and expenditures should reflect the same reality. That's because everything we have comes from God and everything we spend should be for God's ultimate glory. If we are truly grateful for what God provides, our gratitude will be revealed in how we use the money entrusted to us. And this is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's views on money on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today.